Queen Seeds interviews. Welcome to another episode of the Royal Queen Seeds podcast. Today, I have the great honor of interviewing Mr. Jose, a Czech native cannabis expert whose work led him to write one of the most insightful books discussing indoor growing. Welcome, Jose. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. How are you? I'm all good. Thank you very much. And thank you for being here. Um, it's a pleasure for me to be here on the Royal Queen Seeds podcast. Perfect. So, obviously, the question everyone wants to know is, when did you actually start growing? Uh, <clears throat> I, I like to grow plants since I was a little boy, but first uh, time I planted the cannabis plant was uh, around 1992, uh, when I was a teenager, but I liked the plant. I didn't smoke at the time, but I really liked uh, how the plants looks like and yeah, it was also easy to grow. Uh, Actually, in 1992, it was my first uh, time I met cannabis uh, and first regular uh, grow started in 1995 for me. And wow. since that time, I'm, I'm growing more or less on serious way. And last 20 years, it's my mm, really main hobby. <laughs> wow, that is quite a while back. So you, you have a great knowledge of the plant if you've been growing it for that long. And you, do you grow indoor or outdoor? What's your preferred method? Every year I grow few plants outdoors because I, I like it. It's uh, uh, for me, the most favorite uh, part of growing is when it starts, when the seeds are sprouting and uh, little plants are start, starting to grow. Yeah. Because at the time you can see uh, how fast it developed, the, uh, the fast development, and I really, really like it. Of course, most of the growers like uh, the end of uh, growing cycle when you can see big buds, and uh, if you have big buds, of course. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> it's always nice when the harvest is coming. But uh, to be honest, I really like the beginning of growing. Uh, so in the summer, I'm, I always have a few plants in my garden, but uh, mostly I grow indoors, uh, and uh, it is it's because you can do it all all year round. Yeah, that's and quite. You have that's quite full useful. control. You have full control on climate and everything around. Yeah, it's uh, it's the main part of my work uh, to grow indoor. Okay, that's nice. And mm. um, when you grow indoors, uh, is there any particular light that you like to use? Or obviously you are very advanced. And if someone is just starting out, do you suggest any lights that they could, maybe they're easier mm -hmm. to work with or they are cheaper? What's your, what's your take on lighting? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the moment, I use mostly LEDs, but uh, I cannot say that it's only lights I'm using. I'm also using ceramic metal halide lamps, uh, halogen lamps as well, and uh, regular HPS lamps. I think that all technology has uh, its advances for production, for 
for regular production when you when you want to sell something you want to have uh, business on cannabis growing i think the future is definitely in leds because uh, uh, because electricity consumption is uh, lower you don't have to spend too much energy also for cooling your grow room but uh, also hps and regular uh, high intensity discharge lamp Lamps uh, has have uh, their advances because uh, it's uh, cheaper usually, and sometimes you need uh, heat from lamps as well. And effectivity is also not so bad because uh, using LEDs usually you say you can save like around 35 percent of energy. Yeah. Uh, but for what I what I would recommend to to beginners or to home growers, uh, it depends on your conditions. If you have a cool room where you can face the lower temperatures during during this uh, during the winter, it's sometimes better to use HPS. But if you don't, if you have uh, heating in your grow room and you uh, cannot face the lower temperature, especially uh, uh, so. It's, it's better, in my opinion, it's better to use LEDs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I live in quite a cold country. So, mm-hmm. but my room is well, is well heated. So I mm-hmm. always find LEDs just kind of, um, I feel like their productivity is a little bit more consistent. So mm-hmm. I can expect the same kind of behavior obviously given mm-hmm. that i use the same seeds type uh mm-hmm. but i i like leds because they they are expensive in the beginning and not so much anymore i think the led they were very expensive in the past when they were mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a novelty but now everyone mm-hmm. uses leds you can find it mm-hmm. in any type of grow shop even your local garden mm-hmm. center will have leds light for like indoor growing so i can mm-hmm. i find it just in the in the long term i think you get more value for your money but as you said mm-hmm. it's very important that any advancer or beginners take into account what they are working with because you can grow in a very hot country and have the perfect equipment but then you move mm-hmm. somewhere very cold and then you end up not like not using half of the things that you have because you have to accommodate for the different uh the different uh, settings that you will have in your new space so as you said it's very important to do research i think that's why your book mm-hmm. is ex- especially yeah. perfect because you you give so much knowledge and it's perfect for someone who has to start out and needs to know exactly what it needs so yeah that's that's great advice and uh talking about training uh, do you have any preferred method or something that you use every time you grow? I mostly use a low stress technique like bending or uh, whatever you call it uh, and uh, pinching like tops uh, I put off to get more branches on the top and cut the lower branches because the lower branches is all... Uh, 
every time uh, there is lots of work with it when you have harvest and uh, top branches are uh, which are the most uh, exposed to the light are they are the, the nicest buds every time it's easy to trim it after harvest and it's heavy and it's hard it's just exactly what you need when you grow so yeah i i practice uh, low uh, something what we call low stress training but uh, uh, i'm trying to um, uh, our goal in in our growing facilities uh, to be as uh, much effective as possible and it's a little bit different if you grow at home you have lots of uh, on one one two four five plants it's uh, easier to uh, uh, make to work with the plants like on everyday basis and bend uh, uh, bend uh, branches and cut this uh, leaf and that leaf you know it's like you can work with one plant one hour a day it's not a big deal eh? yeah but when you grow uh, when you have a bigger facility and you want to produce uh, some wheat for for market then you have to think about effectivity and if you spend one hour a day with one plant and you have thousand plants, then you need a uh, thousand hours a day, you know, yeah. and then you need, have to pay for, for people. Yeah. So, so, uh, I'm thinking about, uh, what to do with plants, uh, and not to spend too much time with it, uh, to be as much effective as, po- uh, as possible. And yeah, uh, I also wanted to, say something about leds yet yeah uh, there are different kinds of leds as you are right there there are different price levels of uh, leds at the moment and it's yeah. uh, in the end it's not problem to buy cheaper leds but then we face some problems with uh, 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 how long they can work uh, properly yeah, exactly. With a lifespan, yeah. because uh, I prefer passive cooling or water cooling uh, system for for LEDs. Higher IP protection, forty-one and higher. It's the best when they are waterproofed. Yeah. Yeah, because you can spray something on your plants. There is water in in lots of grow rooms. Yes. There of is high humidity, so so. Uh, in the end, if I if I really want to have uh, high end uh, LEDs, it's still a little bit more expensive than uh, than normal lights like HID. Uh, but good uh, HPS or metal uh, ceramic metal lamps are also a little bit more expensive than yeah. regular lights. Yeah, that's right. Only uh, that, that I that's my addition to to the previous uh, previous question about LEDs. Yes, of course. Mm. No, you are absolutely right. The I think that's that's the reason why you have so many blogs about budget and growing on a budget or this is my budget what can I do mm. with it because mm-hmm. it's there are so many techniques there are so mm. many things that you you could end up buying the most amazing equipment ever and or and end up mm. with mediocre 
buds or you can have the most basic one and you will end up with perfectly good buds is there's a lot of variables in the equation of indoor growing outdoor growing greenhouse Mm -hmm. growing so i think it's very important that people just know that there are different expectation and sometimes Mm. money do buy the best things and sometimes they don't Mm. so Mm. i i think it's always important to Mm. have a ongoing conversation and always learning because there's Mm. still so Mm. much to learn and this is still not Mm. mainstream you can apply most mainstream gardening knowledge to cannabis growing of course but there are also specifics Mm. of Mm. just cannabis growing so i think um, mm. having mm. conversation and blogs and podcasts about this is always a good thing because the more we talk about it, the more mm. people will have knowledge and will end mm. up with better product for themselves or if they are mm. approaching this from a, a commercial business point of view as well. So I think mm. it's great. Mm. Thank mm. you so much for the addition, Mr. Jose. And yeah, this is this is... Uh, what, what I say, you you said the right thing. Sometimes you have to sp- you spend a lot of uh, money and you don't have uh, the result as you expected. And sometimes with a low budget, you can make a great uh, harvest. Of course, this is I like to say uh, one chi- old Chinese uh, proverb that the best fertilizer for plant uh, is a uh, uh, shadow of uh, of a gardener. Yes, and this is this is the most important thing. Doesn't matter how much uh, money you spend. Uh, the most important is to focus on plants. So if you see that there is, so the, the, your plants are not uh, developing as you expected, and they are sick. They you see that they are not uh, healthy. They don't have a green color. There are some problems. So. It's important to be focused on plants, and yeah. then, then the uh, the success is yeah easier exactly. to absolutely. To reach. Um, now I wanted to ask you if someone is sharing their living space with a roommate or mm-hmm. their parents or a partner, and sometimes they want to keep the growing as discreet as possible. What do you think is the best way to deal with the increased electricity bill and the ventilation of the grow space? Yeah, uh, it's hard to imagine that someone can hide grow room from roommates. So I expect <laughs> that you ask <laughs> that other knows that you grow uh, cannabis in your in uh, apartment where you live, to, uh, which you share with someone. But of course, you can cut expenses uh, using LEDs, as we uh, said already. And uh, using passive watering system, it's very, uh, very good also uh, because of the noise, because passive systems are quiet, so you don't hear any pump and uh, any uh, any compressors or, or uh, something like that. Uh, regarding the ventilation, yeah, using, using LED, you don't need uh, to uh cool your uh grow room so mm, so all the noise is a little bit lower uh what else uh it's good to find a proper space so uh, because sometimes uh, some uh, light is leaking from from grow room uh 
even if you use some bands uh, for growing. So if you if you share uh, if you share apartment with someone else, it's also maybe good to make some smaller room, like one by one or one by two meters, with an extra wall from some light material. It can also helps to to reduce uh, noise and uh, the light leaking and then you can use some uh, some uh, 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 s- something what uh, lower the no- noise re- or noise reduction for ventilators and for air ducting yeah like so, uh, the yeah there are some kind of like boxes and um, yeah, mm-hmm. mostly boxes which are insulated in a way that you can reduce yeah, the yeah, noise yeah, a yeah. lot, and almost exactly, and exactly. some some of them from personal experience they do make the same noise as the vent of a laptop. So it's very quiet and it's mm-hmm. very yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very very low on the down mm. low. You don't have to uh, to worry about loud noises or extremely mm-hmm. you know like loud vents but you can have some mm-hmm. sort of protection on the noise side that's mm-hmm. absolutely true yeah they do sell them so mm-hmm. they are quite mm-hmm. easy to acquire yeah yeah you were talking about exactly. uh sorting out a space which is kind of one by one 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 meter by one meter or one by two uh do you have any idea how many plants someone can grow in a one by one space in one by one space uh, four plants nine plants i think if you have a if you have a small if you have a small uh, space on one one by one uh, meter i like to grow bigger plants in the end so for me optimal number for one by one is four plants yeah yeah because in on a bigger plants you have you can have a yeah this is this is this is the way i like it some some somebody uh, will grow lots of small plants on this yeah. uh, area but i prefer to grow uh, bigger plants in, in uh, one by one yeah of course it's it's more to do with again personal um choices and in some countries you are limited on how many plants you can grow so even though Mm -hmm. 25 Mm -hmm. plants in a sea of green will make the same amount Mm -hmm. as four plants with the screen of green the Mm -hmm. uh the amount the number of plants can be tricky because some places have maybe you can only grow for personal use five plants you can use six plants you can only grow two Mm. so that every time there's there's one of the variables the grower needs to take that into account while setting up the space that's that's absolutely true um this is a question that is actually interesting to me personally (laughs) which pot material the material of the vase are mm. the most common most used or the one that you like to use more i think that plastic is uh, majority in uh, uh, material for pots 
I know, uh, uh, yeah, all these uh, fabric pods uh, are also uh, quite popular, but in the end, the plastic is very easy to use, it's uh, reusable, it's uh, easy to clean it, uh, it's, it's easy to move it if you need, you know, so I think plastic is uh, definitely uh, the most common for making the pots uh, for indoor growing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I agree with you on this one. Um, do you grow both auto flowering and normal uh, seeds? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mostly grow normal seeds, uh, but yeah, also 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 autos. Yeah. And what's uh, what lighting schedule do you use? For normal seeds, uh, 18 to 6 uh, during the vegetative stage and when 12 to 12 or sometimes 13 to 11 uh, hours. Yeah. And, and uh, for, yeah, we, we, are tr- uh, we are trying 12 to 12 or 13 to 11, but in the end, I don't need, I, I don't see a big difference in it uh, in the end. So, so I, 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 I do 12, 12, 12 okay. mostly. Yeah. And for out, for autos, I do 20 uh, hours, uh, light and four hours night. Okay. You think this is, the, uh, this is my, this is my way. Yeah. yeah. So you find the little break of dark time, it's actually better for the plants, mm-hmm. in your opinion? Mm-hmm. I think so. This is, this is also, when, when I talk to people who grow more, more autos than I do, yeah. because we mostly grow from uh, clones, but also from uh, seeds. It's like 80% we grow from clones and 20% from uh, seeds. Uh, and auto, autos are minority for us, uh, but uh, some some people I talk to grow more autos. They usually uh, use 20, 20 hours uh, light in a day. Yeah. Some use eighteen. Yeah, but uh, lots of people who grow it mo- uh, grow more autos agree with 20, 20, 20 hours. hours. Now. Um... Mm. always i know that uh we cover a lot of beginners uh budgeting and beginners equipment because there are always more and more people approaching to indoor growing or just growing in general um there are are there any gadgets uh that you just can't live without that they are (coughs) the most necessary basic gadget that will ensure mm-hmm. that you have a successful growing mm-hmm. uh, there are two groups for me uh, for if, if you are really low on budget and you, want, you don't want to spend any extra money for anything magnifying glass for trichomes is uh, very helpful uh, it's in the end it's always nice to uh, to watch uh, uh, trichomes and uh, resin on it and you can uh, it's also practic because you can you can uh, uh, make a better timing on your harvest and uh, if if you have a higher budget there is something uh, what uh, 
growers are not usually used, and this is a data logger for temperature and humidity. Yeah. If you uh, if you made lock on your CO2 as well, it's very very helpful because if you if you uh, there are also cheap one on the market, yeah, so you can buy for forty or uh, seventy euros yeah. something what gives you uh, perfect uh, data about your growing because you cannot be with your plants on all the time. And yeah, data logger can give you can can gives you a great view on all uh, on whole uh, growing process. So you can evaluate it after each grow, and you can see uh, usually with with a better data loggers you can make graphs and you can compare each grow. You can see that you have some you really have some issues with temperature in some part of. Uh, your growing process. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very important because there is something you can set uh, on your air condition system or clim climate control system. And this is, this is one thing. But the second thing is, uh, what are the real conditions in your grow room? So even if you set up uh, 25 uh, degrees Celsius during the day and 60% relative humidity during the day, it, uh, it doesn't mean that you will reach it. Yeah. So it's very important to uh, to watch what is a reality in your uh, what is a real what are the real conditions in your growing. So if this is this is very important very important thing in my point of view. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's that's not something that you will hear like in the just classic breakdown of uh, equipment but is good to know from someone who clearly knows his stuff and spends loads of time in the planning uh phases of a of a growing operation thank you so much mr jose um now once you're done obviously you have big facilities but once you're done growing the that particular process so the growing operation is finished how do you clean your space to ensure that everything is ready and set for the next time mm -hmm. so <clears throat> every time after harvest uh, i clean uh, i start with uh, regular soap and uh, warm water and i clean all the all the uh, plastic surfaces or, or solid surfaces uh, if you have some watering system, cleaning the pump and cleaning uh, pipes and tubes, it's very, very important. Uh, so, and for this, I, I uh, use uh, some, uh, something based on chlorine, for example, pyrrolite, uh, or yeah. uh, which includes uh, nature salt and chlorine, of course. So, so. And uh, something for disinfection surfaces also use pyrrolite or something what you can buy. As uh, as you know, there is not a problem to buy some disinfection uh, nowadays because yeah, we course. see it every day. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> so, yeah, and if you have uh, automatic irrigation, it's uh, very important to recheck if there is uh, there are no some clocks in uh, in the system. 
and to clean tubes. Uh, sometimes it's better to replace old tubes or or old hoses with uh, new ones. Yeah, it's it's not so expensive in the end, and uh, you can avoid some clogs in the in the next grow uh, grow cycle. Yeah. So you, yeah, so. Cleaning everything is very important because sometimes you have some residues on uh, on uh, on the pots or on uh, on uh, soil surfaces. You can have if you had if you had some troubles with uh, insect during your grow room. It's yeah. uh, good to use some insecticide to kill really kill everything what can stay in your grow room as well. Yeah? So sometimes it's. Not everything is not 100 pure natural, yeah. I, I have to say, but uh, you have to clean your grow room because if you have some problems with uh, fungus nuts, for uh, for example, you have to kill every single fly which can stay in your grow room. Otherwise, yeah, you will course. have the same problem next time. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Pests and mm. they are... An- very very massive part of growing operation yeah. and sometimes you yeah. have to take drastic measures to ensure that mm. you yeah, exactly yeah because they they are really uh mm. they are they are pests so they are programmed mm. to infest and yeah. stay there <laughs> exactly. so it's yeah sometimes you have to take drastic measures even though they are not what you want it to do yeah so yeah, yeah that's yeah. absolutely true in this, uh, in this, it's always better to make some step uh, before it starts. So, for example, against fungus gnats, we every time we grow in uh, soil or cocoa or its mixtures, we always uh, use as a prevention some uh, some uh, nematodes against the fungus gnats uh, worms. You know, so we always try to uh make something uh, some uh something to avoid infestation of, yeah. of these flies yeah yeah absolutely that's very important um uh, mr jose i wanted to ask you a preference question is there any royal queen seed seed that you recommend for for the growers mm-hmm what I really like last years are cookies, uh, cookie strains. So cookies gelato is definitely one, one which I could recommend to yeah. growers from it's, it's, uh, half and half indica and sativa strain. It's, uh, very nice, very, the smell is very great and also taste like really, I, I, I really like, uh, this strain. Yeah. Uh, Royal Gorilla is also one of uh, the strains which uh, I found very good to grow and uh, the harvest is nice, the buds are very nice and also people say that it's very strong. Uh, we made some also some uh, some analysis of THC in Royal Gorilla and it's, it was really, really high. Yeah, that's good. Uh, another... Uh, yeah, another strain uh, we have uh, we have uh, one mother plant of critical from Royal Queen seeds, and this is also a very potent uh, and high yield uh, strain. Like you know, if if you grow from clones, 
it's very important to have a good mother. So if you, uh, the genetic is very important if you grow from clones. So once, sometimes we have, uh, when, when we do selection of uh, mother plants from some strain, some mothers are not so productive or some, some, uh, some clones are not uh, so product, uh, productive, but you have, if you find the right one, then it doesn't matter what strain it is, but you have uh, one mother which is very productive. Yeah? So, yeah. And we, we have a good, good mother, good, a good genetic of critical, which we use uh, also for our standardization process. So this is also another strain. This, this, this is classic strain, I can say. Yeah, yeah, of but course. I, 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 I like it, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, mm -hmm. Now, let's discuss a little bit about your book, which is the mm -hmm. uh, most important guide. If you really want to know how to grow, someone must read your book. So the book is called How to Grow Cannabis Indoor 2.0. Mm -hmm, exactly. And how did you become a cannabis writer? So what made you start writing? Yeah, it was it was coincident, I can say, because I was uh, cooperating with uh, one grow shop in uh, I was cooperating with one grow shop in Czech Republic, and I was helping them with uh, content for their uh, website. We were writing some how to do guide and some description of some uh, products they sell, and I found that there is no book about cannabis growing in Czech uh, language yeah. so I said maybe I can write one so I started to work on it and first uh, I planned to print like a uh, maximum 100 books for a few people who grow yeah and in the end I found uh, some uh, sponsors some advertisers uh, for example Advanced Hydroponic of Holland uh, Royal Queen's it's also ad advertised with me for for a long time and many many other uh, seed banks and uh, in the end I found uh, I get uh, enough money to print 4,000 copies and I sell it in less than one year. So it was like, a, wow. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> What's going on? Eh? Yeah. And I, I, I had a really good feedback on, uh, on, uh, on a book because in my opinion, it's a very practical book because I, I wrote it based on my personal experience and based on, uh, my, uh, talks with, uh, other growers and some of them are more, much more experienced than I am. And uh, when, and then I was uh, 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a, it's a combination of my experience and uh, some experience what I have from other growers and uh, other friends and uh, also some legends in, uh, in, uh, in this industry. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then I translated to Polish language, German, English, and now I have it in six languages already. And I sold tens of thousands of of books, and I have really good feedback. This is yeah. very important for me that that I can see that yeah, people really like uh, the book. Yeah? So, sometimes people ask me what is two point zero, so it's like <laughs> uh, every time I print a new edition. I 
uh, I rework it a little bit. I put away the, let's say, outdated information and try to implement the new uh, information. And uh, 2.0 means that there is, uh, it's not only a regular book uh, because uh, it's a little bit interactive. So there are QR codes where when readers scan the QR codes, they can see all the pictures in high resolution directly in their mobile or, uh, or uh, laptop or whatever. And uh, also there are a few videos how to do something. So I'm also working or, uh, on updating all the videos. So I can change the content of the book uh, after it was printed. So it's very helpful for me. And I'm trying to give readers some extra value. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. And it's it's built like a like a science book so i found that really fascinating that it looks like a science book so yeah. it's it's just very i think one can experience it with as a as a study you know you can approach it as this is a learning experience while reading the book because there's just <clears throat> so much knowledge and but one thing that I wanted to ask, do you have an aimed audience? So do you talk to beginners, uh, advanced growers, or anyone that wants to grow? Uh, I talk to all growers, uh, of course. If you grow for 10 years, uh, there is lots of things you already know, and uh, it will be not new in the book. But you, I'm sure that you will find few uh, clues and few experiences which will be helpful for also for advanced uh, and very advanced growers. So, of course, if you start to grow, if you are absolute beginner, it's great for you to read book about growing. You know, I grow for. Uh, oh, lots, <laughs> lots of years already. <laughs> uh, but when I see some book about cannabis growing, I buy it and I read it because it's uh, it's uh, every time I find some new information or some new opinion or something because you are not uh, you are not thousand years old to have experience with everything. Yeah? So if you if you can. Uh, learn something from experience of someone else is always helpful. Yeah. And there are lots of, yeah, nowadays there are lots of in information on internet, of course. Yeah. But uh, you have to search for it. Sometimes you cannot be sure that this information are really, really the right one or, or if it's true or not. But yeah, in the, in the books, usually you will find very useful information. And I think that in, in my book, uh, everybody will find uh, something uh, interesting for himself. Thank you so much. So to anyone who is interested in your book and would like to purchase it and read it, you can find it on mm -hmm. Amazon. You can find it on Mr. Jose's website and you can also find it in most grow shops who are linked with your distributor. So the book is in English. You can find it in Spanish, Italian, Polish, Czech and German as well. So if English is not your first language, you might find it useful to read in your own language. Now, before we leave, 
we have a couple of questions from our audience. We all w- we always ask them to send us questions through our socials. So the first one is from Kana K Bud and asks, do you follow VPD, which is vapor pressure deficit, in your indoor grows? Yes, we do. We do. Uh, there is something you have to know when you when you uh, follow VPD. It's like uh, you have to you have to read the temperature of your leaves, as, uh, as uh, you know. It's very important to find a proper spot where where to read uh, the temperature of your leaf because. Uh, especially in smaller grow rooms, it's very hard to find uh, the average spot where to measure the temperature of leaves because uh, some leaves could be uh, could be warmer than the others. Yeah, but uh, so it's uh, it's important to find find a good spot. But but we do it, and it's I think it's very important. And when I was talking about recording uh, all the uh, all the t- temperature, humidity, uh, so uh, CO2, so it's uh, if you if you follow VPD, it's very very important, very important thing. I know there is not too many uh, companies who are selling uh, the whole system for VPD, but yeah. there are some, and uh, we are using also. Uh, also one product for for this so we have it from dimlux maybe i can say so dimlux yeah. is uh, selling all the system with hps uh, lamps and also ceramic metal oil, i think yeah. and uh, uh, yeah it works it works great in my opinion thank you very much uh now from the gromi 777 how do you implement a living soil program indoor um for uh, when we grow in soil uh we grow we are trying i use soil when i want to grow organic definitely yeah, yeah. and uh i have a way how i how i do it at the moment and which i found very easy and very very useful and very successful Yeah. And this is combination of autopot, some reality mix uh, soil and biotaps yeah. program. So it's very easy it's uh, and we have a really nice harvest from it. So for when when I grow in soil this is this is the way how, how I do it. Perfect. And the last question for today is from KDLY Is indoor growing better than greenhouse growing, in your opinion? <laughs> it's uh, I cannot uh, I, I cannot say if something is better than so- something else. If I if I think only in economic way, maybe the greenhouse could be more more effective, but it's not the rule. Uh, in greenhouse uh, it's the keeping the keeping the climate you you want it's also a big task yeah, so so there there is also greenhouse and greenhouse the the technology does matter in this uh, in this case yeah. so i cannot say what what is better but 
if okay, if I will be home grower, if I will think about uh, to plant my, uh, if if I want to produce some cannabis for myself, and I will face the um, these two options, yeah. and I would like choose one. So. It depends. If you have a, if you don't have troubles with your neighbors, if there is some problems, if somebody will see see your plant, so greenhouse is the place where you can grow uh, enough cannabis for your personal use for all the year for very low money. Yeah. Okay? But uh, it depends also on uh, on uh, the climate. Uh, in your in the place where you live, for yeah, example, of course. in in Czech Republic, uh, lots of uh, people who grow in greenhouses have a problem with very very tall plants because there are big differences, especially at the beginning of season. There is uh, big differences in day and night temperatures, and uh, plants are stretching uh, quite fast. And yeah. with a greenhouse of two and a half meter tall, you have problems with uh, with space but in uh, in spain for example or in italy or in in southern part part of these countries the greenhouse uh, could be better but then you will have troubles with uh, high temperature yeah so, exactly so this is it really depends on on where you live and what kind of uh, greenhouse you have if you have four meter uh, tall greenhouse, a four meters high a greenhouse. You can, it's, you can grow uh, anywhere. Trees. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Jose. Uh, you you've been very insightful and. You answer every single question. Uh, so I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to come on our podcast. And we hope you have a very successful career again and that your book sells out every time you reprint it. And thank you so much for coming here today. I thank you. To, uh, it, it was a pleasure for me to be part of the Royal Quincy podcast and uh, I enjoyed our chat. So every time you want to repeat it, I'm here and I can. I would like to say uh, hello to all growers and I wish uh, good luck with your growing and uh, keep on growing, uh, take care of your plants and they will give you the great results every time you will grow them. So yeah, the cannabis is a great plant for growing even if you don't smoke it or even if you don't use it, it's like a really nice uh, experience every time to grow it. So yeah. <laughs> thank you Jose and thank you for everybody who's tuned in today remember to follow us on social media for more upcoming podcast episodes Royal Queen Seeds interviews